0: Happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven on this April 25th. I'm Adam Wright with you for the 7 a.m. hour here on Covenant Network. It's a, well, you know, it's a very pleasant morning, I do have to say. Running a little late today at home, but all in all, still very pleasant. You know, I do wish I could be as carefree as a five-year-old. I will say that. But let's pray first, and then we'll talk about that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions today to the greater glory of God. And we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly hosts, by the power of God thrust into hell, Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, you know, again, it, it, there's nothing like getting ready in the morning and being a 5-year-old with no sense of time and not a worry in the world about it. Because she knows that I'm going to tell her, it's okay, it's time to do this. It's time to and if she just does what I say, you know, she just if she listens to dad, she'll be all right. If only we could be like that five-year-old when it comes to the spiritual life, right? Just do what the Father says to God's will. We'll be all right. We don't need to worry about this. We don't need to worry about that. We need to worry about doing God's will. And yet we get so distracted and so worried about so many other things. Today on the show, we're going to start a series with Father Jeffrey Kirby. It's been a while and, and not a pre-recorded homily series. We actually got the chance to, to speak with him recently, and we're going to start bringing you that conversation this week. And parents, listen up, because this one is most especially for you. Before we go to any of that, though, let's go to Mike Roberts for today's Saint of the Day.
1: Today is the feast day of St. Mark the Evangelist. His home was often the gathering place for the apostles, and among the four Gospels, Mark's is the oldest and most concise. But... Because he was not one of the original twelve, we cannot be sure he actually knew Jesus. The hard work of evangelization could sometimes cause friction among Jesus' first servants, and this was the case with Paul and Mark. When he joined Paul and Paul's cousin Barnabas on their first missionary trip to Antioch, Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem. It may be he simply missed his home. Frustrated, Paul refused to allow Mark to go on their second missionary trip to the churches of Cilicia and Asia Minor, questioning Mark's ability as a missionary. Whatever hard feelings may have existed, they did not last long because when Paul is in prison, he asks Mark to come and visit him, and when Paul escapes from prison, it is to Mark's house that he goes but mark seems to have been closer to peter who in a letter to asia minor refers to him as his son he is considered to be the first bishop of alexandria where he had great success growing the christian community but it was there he died a martyr after being beaten and dragged through the streets he is the patron saint of alexandria and venice saint mark please pray for us I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day.
0: Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. It has been a while since Father Jeffrey Kirby has been able to be with us on the show in a uh, conversation. Father, we're, we're grateful for allowing us to play some of your homilies from time to time, especially your Lenten series on prayer. It's good to have you back with us, though.
2: It's good to be back, Adam. Good to see you. Thank
0: you. we have talked about this book, uh, Sanctify Them in Truth, that you published. It's, It's a wonderful book discussing some of the social issues that we confront every day in this day and age, in the year 2023, and we are always happy to grow in those. But today, I really want to talk about the them in Sanctify Them in Truth. I think we've talked about the truth before, and we've talked about sanctification, but I want to get to the them in this title. And as a parent, you know, I see parents at my kid's school, at other Catholic schools, at other schools, you know, public schools, that every day their children are out there, and I'd like to think that my children lead a nice, sheltered life, free from any scandal. But, I mean, just in going through our neighborhood, going to the local ice cream parlor of all places we encounter questions, and then all of a sudden I have my kids asking, Daddy, why is this, and why that, and can we do this, and can we do that, and can Catholics, what's going on here? And I thought, oh boy, this would be a lot easier. Someone else could just set them straight. But the reality is, Father, uh, I I suppose at their baptism I stood up before the Lord and said I would be their first educator in all of this.
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear you say that as as a a Christian husband and father, and and I think that a lot of christian parents have, have kind of lost that that realization uh, or the commitment to to intentional christian parenting so as you mentioned sometimes parents will say well you know my kids go to a school and a good school a catholic school uh you know i i make sure that they're involved in, in in the right you know groups and sports and so on so everything must be okay but then they never really take those extra steps about you know talking to the lord or teaching prayer or explaining moral issues or having an arena where their children can ask the hard questions when they see things or hear things from their friends or in society. So I, I think that notion of intentional parenting is, is very important. And, and once that's done, suddenly parents do have a lot of other questions. And I have found that such parents oftentimes are more willing to, to want to, to be taught. You know? So you know if a parent's busy and they have other things and, and not really taking the Christian aspect seriously in terms of their children's Christian formation any effort to teach by the church is just an annoyance, right? Like, uh, another meeting, you know, uh, another program. And, uh, but once parents begin to actually take the faith seriously, they're like, yes, please, Like, you know, give us some programs and instruction and, and help us with, with resources uh, to, to understand this and, and how to explain it to our children.
0: So one of the things I, I guess that we really have to start with here, um, before we can do anything, as a parent, it's important for us to start in prayer, to, to really just start by praying for the grace we need to be parents, to be able to understand so that we can teach our children. Um, how important is that starting block?
2: Yes, essential, absolutely essential. In, in fact, uh, in Sanctify Them in Truth, every one of the chapters where I address all the, you know, difficult, controversial issues, they conclude with a whole section on prayer, Because this isn't about being right or some type of triumphalism, this isn't about being condescending, this isn't about nurturing any type of tension with with our neighbors or causing problems with people that, that disagree with us. At the end of the day, this is about trying to be good disciples, to be faithful to the way of the Lord. His teachings are true for all humanity. We know that He was the perfect one who was given to us. He models for us what it means to be a human being, what it means to be a child of God. And so we can look to him as Christians, but also share his teachings with non-believers because it can help them too. This is the abundant life. And it all begins in that discipleship and that that prayer we have with the Lord. You know, so oftentimes I think as Catholics, uh, we forget that the graces of our uh, of our of our baptism, the grace of the other sacraments, they prepare us in order to make what Pope St. John Paul II called the personal decision for Jesus Christ. Now to tell you, Adam, Uh, you know, I'm in South Carolina, and as soon as I start to use this type of language, the Catholics will say to me, oh, no, you sound like a Baptist, or, you know, or, oh, Father, are you a convert, you know, and so on, and I'm I'm a cradle Catholic, right? But this is a language that, regrettably, they only associate with Protestant Christianity, whereas, let's give due where it's merited, the Protestant Christians, they've got this one right, that as Christians, as we mature and grow in the faith, There is that time when we make that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We say, I choose you, Lord. We hear that call and and we begin to draw closer to him. The sacraments are there in order to help us with that personal decision. And, And I think this separation where the sacraments become this kind of odd reality and process on one side, but then if there's any sense of discipleship, it's way on the other Uh, And and Christian formation somehow has been removed. It's just sacramental prep. And sacramental prep becomes this weird, peculiar thing that's freestanding, as opposed to just one aspect of of our discipleship and the grace of the sacraments are meant to help us to draw closer to the Lord Jesus. Well, if you take away discipleship, then what do people think the sacraments are for? Like what, what are the sacraments giving grace for? They just kind of just sit there like these you know, these aren't cold ceremonies, these aren't rites of passage, you know, these aren't cherished heirlooms that are being passed down from one generation to the next. These are powerful sacraments, encounters with the living God, means of grace, and the way that we begin to nurture that relationship with the Lord is the sacraments and the life of prayer. And so I would say to every Christian parent, like, pray, pray for your children. And, and I'm not sure if you've had this experience in speaking with other married people. I'm shocked as a priest when I hear from married people that they don't pray together. In fact, I remember one one couple telling me that they've been married for many, many years. They never prayed together. And it sounded odd to them. It sounded uncomfortable to them. These people who've been married now for many years and it sounded odd and uncomfortable to them to pray together. So, but they heard some preaching. They said, okay, we need to tap into some more graces of our sacrament of our vocation they reach out to their priest to ask for help, which I think is powerful. Amen. Great. Come Holy Spirit. And they said, we don't know what to do. I said, how about this? Start by just praying together in the evening, one Hail Mary for each of your children. That's it. And as you become comfortable, hold hands and pray one Hail Mary for each of your children. Start there. And they're like, okay, that's that's reasonable. It's a set prayer. It's a little more comfortable and so on. Uh, well, I'm happy to report a couple of years later now, fast forward. Um, you know, they're like prayer warriors, like, this is great. Well, it's like, yeah, because you opened up all this grace of the sacrament. All that grace was there. And once you unleash it, you, know, you open the door uh, you know, just a little bit, just that like crack, and the Holy Spirit kicked that thing right open, you know? And uh, and they're living and thriving in a different way in a whole aspect of their sacrament, their vocation they didn't realize. So, so those called the Holy Matrimony and those who've been blessed to be parents. I would say God just gives you the grace to do it well. And I'm foot stomping this because I think you're, you're starting in the right way. But, like, yes, it, it has to be a response first of prayer.
0: And that's exactly it. We are starting it this way. And we're going to continue this conversation over the next several days. And so we want to thank Father Kirby for being with us. We're going to bring you more of that conversation again tomorrow. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R Catholic Radio dot Visit us today. And now back to this podcast. Here's a -a quiz for you this morning. Which gospel is the shortest of the four gospels? This should be an easy question because today is the feast of one of the evangelists. It's the feast of St. Mark the Evangelist, and his gospel is also the shortest gospel. So if you're good at test-taking, you already knew where I was going with this. Here's a little something you may not know. At the dead center, right at the heart of The Gospel of Saint Mark, Chapter Eight. There are sixteen chapters. Chapter Eight, Verse Twenty Nine. And he asked them, "But who do you say that I am?" Peter said to him in reply, "You are the Messiah." Immediately following this passage is the first prediction of the Passion, and so once that uh, is made plain in the Gospel, it all then turns to the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord. Let's get you a daily dose of encouragement. This week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, we're talking about a blessed in the church who you've probably heard his name, but how much do you know about Blessed Solanus Casey? Well, today on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, Patty Schneier is going to enlighten us with some more about Blessed Solanus.
3: Well, I was privileged to go to Detroit and visit his tomb and learn all about this man. Again, born to immigrant parents in Wisconsin, and he died in 1957. There are many people today in Detroit who still have memory of him, and, and it's just a beautiful thing to witness. So today we're going to unpack a little bit about who he was. First of all, the number one thing about him, believe it or not, was that he was not book smart. He was not considered very smart, which I think is interesting because we live in a time with so much emphasis, right, on grades, book smarts, degrees, information, knowledge, but we lack common sense, civility, humility, and holiness. Solanus was actually asked to leave the diocesan seminary and in the, because of poor grades. And then in the Capuchin order, when he was ordained a priest, he was ordained what's called a simplex priest. He could not preach sermons on Catholic doctrine, nor could he hear confessions he was given a lowly job, the lowly job of a door porter. So, for any parent out there who's ever worried about a child or a grandchild who does not do well in school, maybe you need to read about Solanas Casey to that child or to your grandchild or for yourself. It's okay. Let's foster holiness over book smarts. Let's pray to Blessed Solanus Casey for our children to find his or her vocation and know that the true measure of a person is not necessary intelligence. I love that lesson from Blessed Solanus Casey. Not the sharpest tool in the shed, but man, oh man, thousands of people flocked to him. They would come to the door of the St. Bonaventure Monastery and ask him to pray for them. That was the true measure of this man.
0: I've often asked myself if you had the choice of being the smartest, the best, the fastest, the strongest, or going to heaven, which would you pick? And I hope the answer would be heaven. And so I'm going to turn to the inspiration of Blessed Solanus Casey. Thank you, Patty we used to have this joke in the insurance agency when i many many years ago when i worked in an insurance brokerage what do you call the person with the lowest passing score on the licensure exam agent Yep, that's right. You know, it doesn't. Some of us are going to be the best, the brightest, the fastest, the smartest. Some of us are going to be the holiest, but we all want to be saints. And you know, we, we have that conversation often. Me and my circle of friends. Would you rather be a canonized saint or a saint? And I, you know, maybe I'm a little bare bones. Basic. I just prefer to be a saint because I have a feeling at that point when you're in the beatific vision, when you're in God's presence. You're not going to be worried so much about whether or not you were canonized. You're just going to be so grateful to be a saint, which means now that that said, if uh, anyone wants to make a statue of me someday, God willing, if I am canonized to saint, uh, I hope you do a great job. But I don't need a statue. I just need to get to heaven, and I want you to get there too. So let's uh, let, let's go about this Tuesday. It's a beautiful day to pray the. Perpetual help devotions, asking the Blessed Mother to intercede for us that we would step away from sin, that we would avoid sin. Uh, I love the prayers. If you haven't prayed the perpetual help devotion in a while, it's a great one to pray. If you've never prayed it, go find those prayers. I mean, it, they are absolutely beautiful. But even if you don't have the prayer card, if you don't know the perpetual help devotion, you do know the rosary. And you can ask the Blessed Mother to intercede for you through the rosary that today, you would choose her son, and as she said at the wedding feast of Cana, do whatever he tells you. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of Perpetual Help, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. St. Mark, the Evangelist, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, go out there. Become a saint today. Be holy. Avoid the things that, you know, if you have a particular vice, stay far away from it, right? Stay far away from it. In the meantime... Join us tomorrow. Corey Grizzle's is going to be on with us. We also will have more of our conversation with Father Kirby. Until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Pray your rosary today.